She thought I was a game player. But you have to be. It's the only way to deal with men. Oh, that's healthy. Relationships are not about games. They're about mature and honest communication. This is coming from a woman who's playing peekaboo with her neighbor. Games are empowering. If you know what you're doing, you can totally control the situation. The only place you can control a man is in bed. Oh, man. Uh, <sighs> welcome back, guys. We had a season, midway season hiatus. I think they do that on shows like Grey's Anatomy and like Scandal or something and like ABC dramas where they have like a mid-season kind of yeah. break. That's what we did. The only difference is that they tell everybody. <laughs> 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 and we just were like, mm, what are your thoughts about doing it next week? Um, so. Exactly. So we, we like to keep you guys on your toes. Um, but we're, we're back for season two, episode 13, the episode post Big and Carrie breakup. This episode is the games people play. I think that's what it's called. I think so. There's a cameo with John Bon Jovi. I thought we could go and play in this koi game where I could actually introduce myself. Do you know I- that he's a great guy, according to the internet? <laughs> like he's kind of like a Keanu Reeves. Good is guy. he like into Peta good guy or is he just like a good guy? Like, I think he's a good guy. I saw a meme the other day. I think it was Bon Jovi. I mean, he is old. He is yeah. aged a lot. I mean, because in this episode, he looks so young. And I guess he owns a bunch of restaurants and oh, works really? as like the dishwasher and like feeds Wait, the what? homeless. Like not not as his full-time job. No, dishes, I know. But, but he like he's that type of boss who's like, I will- I'll do the work and I won't like, you know, whatever. Um, I'm going to have to find that and people want it. I'll send it out. I'll send out the I, name. I yeah, love it. I, I mean, I don't know a lot about Bon Jovi, but, and I don't know why he was in this episode. Was he like big at that time? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think this was like 19. Yeah. I think this was like really like. You're kind of the- too late. Cause you oh. give love. Is that his song? A bad name. <laughs> Or what's it? What's the one that's like? It's my life. life. <laughs> All right, I don't respect his music, but I respect. Hey, who I rocked out for that on the fucking first generation iPod. I was like, Bon Jovi, here we go, uh, freaking NASA Coliseum, let's go. <laughs> for for some reason, my phone was on my Spanish keyboard and it kept changing his name to Ron Jovita. <laughs> For some, for some reason, I think his Spanish alter ego is Ron Javita, but that's absolutely ridiculous. Okay, um, so this episode, games people play. Can I again. just interrupt you real yeah, quick? Yeah, tell me. Before? Okay, so everyone, this is like the iconic, like this is the Miranda's episode because the thumbnail, our th- thumbnail for the podcast is Miranda like flashing her boob. That's this episode. Yes. And our carry tracker audio is also in this episode. So it just yep. felt like home, you know? Yes. This episode, I was so pleasantly surprised while watching it. I also had missed the show. I had watched it like yeah. two weeks and it felt kind of exciting to watch it again, which I don't know if it's more sad about my life that I'm excited to sit down and watch it. <laughs> it's just kind of fun watching it episode by episode. And it had so many of the little moments that we thread in the um, in the podcast. Girl, so, I was yeah. writing down like it was freaking Psych 101 freshman year. I was, <laughs> I, there was so much... 
like lo- like there was so much Carrie tracker in this that it was like a kind of a kind of too much to handle. There's a lot of Carrie tracker. So to kind of fill people in on this episode, I'm going to yes, give a quick summary. summary. This is post breakup with Big. Carrie is obsessed with talking about Big. She is like over stepping it with her friends. Every conversation is about big. They finally tell her like, we can't handle this. You need to see a therapist. She ends up seeing a therapist who says, you know, you clearly date the wrong men. And then she ends up meeting Bon Jovi at the therapist office, who is clearly a wrong man for her. Miranda's plot in this is really kind of silly and fun. And um, to go along the line of game playing, she's kind of playing a peekaboo, you know, um, what, what's it called? Flashing type game with her with her neighbor across the street. And she, yeah. And so throughout the episode, she has this really attractive neighbor who's flashing. She's flashing. And then it ends um, with them realizing that she had made a mistake the whole time. Fantastic plot line. Samantha, Charlotte has no plot line. And Samantha's yeah. plot line is she starts dating a guy who is a sports fanatic maniac. and maniac. And I kind of love that it's really time the topic of the Knicks is like this I love that you know the Knicks people were still kind of like up and down about them back then and the Knicks are playing now whatever uh the guy only wants to have sex when his team wins why he would choose the Knicks and the Mets I don't know he's gonna be (laughs) celibate the rest of his life (laughs) well maybe I don't know so yeah that was kind of a fun plot line but the plot really focused mostly on Miranda and Carrie Okay, so I wanted to ask you as just like a gut reaction, gut reaction, what are your thoughts on the handling of therapy and mental health in this episode? Um, I think it was kind of bad. I didn't think it was <laughs> a great representation of mental health and not exemplary. Ther- ther- no, <laughs> therapeutic relationships. Um I, the one thing that was definitely relatable and I wrote this down was Carrie's defensiveness and how at times in therapy, when a therapist calls you out, that feeling of defense and kind of like, I need to get a new therapist. Like who the fuck is this bitch for calling me out? So I think the nervousness that Carrie portrays in Mm -hmm. therapy in the beginning, the waiting in the room, the anxiety. So I think that part of it is pretty accurate. But I think the like benefits and the reality of therapy were not addressed. Like I no. would want to go to therapy after watching this episode when there are TV shows that show therapy. And I'm like, yeah, that looks really great. So, Carrie, tell me why you're here. Well, my friends can't handle me anymore. You're like very expensive foster care. What's bothering them? They tell me that... I talk about my ex-boyfriend too much. But that's normal, right, after a breakup? I don't like the term normal. Oh, no, of course you don't. Because you wouldn't have any patience. <laughs> totally. And then, What do you think? Well, like, I mean, you know, like, not to fast forward, but, like, there was a, there was a whole lot of... I mean, I know the episode was trying to point out how Carrie kind of, um, you know, is a bit naive about therapy. And... Um, you know, she even has a line that says, like, why should I pay someone when we can talk for free and get a drink or whatever? And, like, I'm like, we can talk for free. It's just you are talking for free. And the other people are like, it's taking a toll on them. <gasps> yeah. And like, and then I find it so interesting that, you know, by the end, by the end of the episode, you know, 
you know, she's basically saying like she was too embarrassed to go back to the therapist's office because which I understand sure. because she was sleeping with like another, you know, um, client that was there, John Bon Jovi. But the last line of the episode was my friends totally understand. <laughs> and I was like, so you learn nothing. <laughs> That's so true. The beginning of the episode starts off with them being like, we can't handle it. You need a therapist. (laughs) Like you clearly have bad relationships with men and you need help. So then she goes to therapy and in therapy meets a bad man. So she has to leave therapy and then go talk to her friends and assumes they'll understand. Exactly. She assumes that (laughs) she's learned absolutely nothing, but we've been saying this since like episode one, that she needs cognitive behavioral therapy (laughs) or any kind of therapy. Talk I don't care. Is it acceptance therapy? Is it exposure therapy? Like, we don't know. There's a bunch of therapy that she needs, whatever kind. And um, I I think that she's a prime, you know, um, candidate for like an, a psychoanalysis, but I don't think that she is self-reflective enough to ever like take it in. She is an extremely defensive person. And I like the one, like, I think when she, in the beginning when she's talking to the girls and she's like, I think I need new friends. Yes. <laughs> so good. So I know. Bad. What is this, an intervention? Yes. Stop her before she obsesses again. Isn't part of the whole breaking up process that you get free reign to whine to your friends? Of course you do. But maybe you should think about whining to a shrink. Why should I pay someone when we can talk for free and then go get a drink or whatever? I don't need professional help. I've got you guys. Yeah, for about another 10 minutes. And then we're cutting you off. Cold turkey. Hey, I don't need therapy. I need new friends. There are amazing lines just within the first five minutes of the episode. Like, okay, so I just started writing lines down that I just thought were just like so golden. Tell me. The, so the, the first is when, you know, she's it's, you know, this montage of her with the different friends just kind of going on and on about how, like, great she is, how she's doing so well, like big made a mistake. And she literally is like, I was the best thing that ever happened. And actually, no, I pity him. I get to walk away and stay me and he has to be him. And um She's like, I need someone who deserves me and not some insecure guy. Big is going to die old and alone. And it's just like, oh, I poof. I poofed ever here. I'm going to go find someone to poof with. And I was like, yeah. you sound psychotic. I was this this thing, you know, I was it. I mean, I, I was this magic moment. I, w- I was the abracadabra. I was totally the poof in the relationship. I mean, I've got more poof in one finger than he could ever have. I mean, geez, sometimes I poof just hailing a cab. Um, I will say that, wait, I'm sorry. Did you have, was there more with that one? Oh, oh, just, I had more that was like, isn't the breakup process that you get free reigns, free reign to whine to your friends? Like, the answer is no. Okay. Here's a question. How much will you tolerate a friend talking about an ex? Cause I think everybody has been in that position where someone has talked too much. the thing is, we've all talked too much, so I ben, think I know. So I think it's like part of the course that, like, yeah, absolutely. You know. Like you, you, you do your time, and you have to accept up. Like you know, you have to put up with other people. I did have a coworker, Gilly. It was a year, and I started resenting my lunch hour because I was like, oh, I no. know what's going to happen, and, and that's it, your lunch hour. Oh, 
It was everything. And it was a di- someone going through a divorce. So it was like I tried. Was she going through therapy on her own? No. And I suggested therapy. That's the problem. Culturally wasn't, you know, I didn't really, wasn't that accepted to like be in therapy, but I, that was really tough. And finally it's done now, but it was about a year, a year. Yeah. Yeah. I find that like, I've had a similar situation before where it's just like, if you're not going to therapy, then like you don't really get free reign to yes. wind your friends about it. Like I completely agree. If you are yeah. going to therapy, then yeah, you do. Um, what I thought was, <laughs> first of all, it was just smart writing, but it was so funny was when um, Carrie is trying to justify like why she doesn't need therapy. And like, and, and first of all, they're just tossing the word shrink around. Like I don't call my therapist a shrink. That's like so like mid century. Like <laughs> you have a shrink, I have a shrink. And so Carrie literally tells Miranda, Well, you have a shrink because you're always in your head. <laughs> and I love Miranda's like, face. And she's like, well, you know, you're always in your head. Yeah, that was a great line. Sometimes it helps to talk to somebody who's objective. Okay. I understand why you see a shrink, you know, because you're always in your head, but I'm fine. I am functioning. And Miranda was like, oh, excuse me? <laughs> oh, I, I love that part. There was that other line that she said she did a um, like a little history lesson here. Ah, she's like, yes, I'm glad you, you got caught it. it. This she's is our like, history, Carrie. It's like the riddle of the Sphinx. Ancient man didn't need shrinks to survive. <laughs> I love how she refers to everybody's ancient man. I just <laughs> She said it so confidently, too. Like, ancient man <laughs> didn't need shrinks to survive. I think what, what is re- ancient man? Yeah, what is that? Miranda's retort is like, they lived until they were like 36 or something. No, they should, yeah, Miranda was like, they only lived until they were 30. <laughs> so That's so great. Miranda's so over it. I also, um, like, Carrie, like, can we, like, see, like, can you cite some, like, sources and, like, the in the freaking footnotes at the bottom like what are you talking when was the last time you went to the museum of natural history never Wait, this is so true she is the worst she has the worst historical facts like ever and i love that we've been noting them because i, I wonder if it continues throughout the series i'm excited to keep watching to see if it gets better like or worse i mean i don't know maybe the writers are like oh god that was not good. Also, like, I don't know if we're going to, like, go into, like, a little bit of, like, a history lesson here or more like a psychology lesson. Like, have you heard about how, like, in psychology or in therapy, like, they talk about, like, the monkey brain, like, the lizard brain, like, yep. all these different kinds of, like, ancient, quote, unquote, man brains because we were wired. Like, we have been wired from, like, a more, like, from an evolutionary standpoint, like, to experience anxiety and to experience trauma and like, you know, our system is like trying, yeah. it's like in defensive mode, some more than others. And like for us, for sure, you and me like have lots of anxiety. And so yeah. like they, the ancient man set us up for failure. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> ancient man was a nervous wreck. They couldn't even like... <laughs> Like a shit in the woods without like a rhinoceros coming up behind them. Like, what are you talking about? 
<laughs> they didn't need like a fucking Upper West Side therapist. <laughs> That's so true. I love Lisa. They couldn't even take a shit without being terrified for their life. Can you imagine what kind and of that's like? That's why I have so many bowel problems. Is because of that kind of shit. Because I'm like, oh my god, I'm so stressed out. So it's like the to me, it's like that that fear when you're in a large public restroom with only one stall. Oh and no, the door is really far away from you, and it's that paranoia of did you lock it or not? And have you ever been? walked in on while going oh to the bathroom in a restaurant like that is our rhino like that is what I'm terrified <laughs> by is someone opening the door and like a stranger seeing oh, me like oh my rhinoceros <laughs> my rhinoceros is that like four inch gap that was created yeah. by whoever installed the fucking bathroom stalls and was like oh you make eye contact <laughs> Eye contact dance. <laughs> but it, oh, 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 are you oh, done? But it, oh. I was like, and then, but it's so terrible because sometimes in restrooms, like, you really can't tell, but it's kind of weird because, like, I'll, I'll, I'm like terrible, like, I'll jiggle the, like, handle and then I kind of, like, peek through that and, <laughs> and then if someone were to do that to me, like, but it's so funny, like, the absolute shock that I feel when someone, like, knocks or pulls on the door. I'm like, oh, just a minute. Just, just, I'll be like, my voice goes up like five octaves. I'm just powdering the last millimeter of my nose here. Yeah. I just like, I don't know what it is. Like, I think, yeah, I think you're right. Like the the rhinoceros fear is still within us, but in just like absolutely non-life-threatening ways. Oh God, it's crazy the intensity of emotions and like what they their evolutionary purpose and like how they do not serve me now. Like the fact that I'm like terrified by like a text from my boss oh my and I like, my, like my phone dings. I'm like, it's like <laughs> I was like, that's it. She's going to fire me. It's like, no bitch, you're not going to get fired. Like, and it's, it's just always crazy. something small. Like, Hey, do you know where the coffee filters are? something i know and like that that is what i think carrie talks about when she's talking about the ancient brain i love it ancient man ancient Um, man ancient man is so good so okay so i think we should maybe we can flesh out the rest of carrie's plot there's a couple things that i really liked about it and things i didn't the things i liked about the plot actually no actually i'm sorry I was going to talk about fashion, the fashion that I liked in it. Oh my God, she's fashion roadkill. Her plot is kind of intrinsically linked with like the yeah. clothing. She's super springy. Oh my God. It's bright. It's beautiful. Looks amazing. Yeah, my note is that Carrie had a million amazing outfits and cute dresses. And this is the most fashion and best fashion we've seen so far in an episode. I couldn't like wait till the end to talk about it. The fashion was so good. Carrie particularly looks amazing. Tan hair looks beautiful, blown out, and just great spring summer outfits. Great, really, really nice. Cinched waist floral dresses. I love oh. the the yellow shorts, blue halter thing. I mean, it's very you know bold, but it's like I yeah. love that too. She looked great. Interesting that they did a post breakup episode of her looking so beautiful and like the best she's looked um kind of interesting maybe it's kind of saying you're better off without big but i don't think carrie's gonna I get know. that you know it's funny because like we have taken such a gap between the last episode we recorded which i believe was you know her throwing the freaking mick filet yeah. at the box tv and there was really mm, 
no mention of big aside from like you know the first sentence of the episode like which is like yay you get more free time when you're single and like Mm -hmm. you get to yada 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 and so um there, you think there's definitely a big space of time between the breakup? Like how long? Because it's hard on Sex and City to to figure out the timeline. You know what? I, it's I think it's really really hard. I I don't really know, but I just thought it was. A, I do think it was a bit of a an abrupt shift, especially for like a nutty character like Carrie to be I know. able to just like move on so fast. But I guess the whole point was that she wasn't moving on because she was constantly obsessing about it with her friends over and over and over, yeah. and, over and over again. Yeah, I think she was kind of externalizing the feelings and then she kind of projected onto this new guy to kind of like, I'm going to put all of my shit onto this, make the wrong choice and like not really address. I don't think Carrie has ever really addressed her part in the break or maybe not saw her part in the breakup, but she seems like a deflector. Well, yeah, there's a deflector. Well, what was interesting about this episode, I don't know if it was the therapist. I think it was the therapist who said, which I thought was very unprofessional, to be honest. But it's a TV show where she says, like, you know, what what, what are the thing? What's in common with all the guys you're dating? And it's like you. And it's like, well, then you're maybe you're choosing the wrong men. Yeah, I she thought, said, it, "Is this the first time you've dated a something? Is this the time you've dated a man who couldn't give you what you want or couldn't give you what you wanted?" Um, I thought that was kind of a bold thing. Do therapists say something that direct on the first session? I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, but actually, I, you know, I don't put it, I don't put it past, you know, it's like a <laughs> yeah. relevant question, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's not how you're going to get someone to come back. But like, <laughs> at the same time, maybe she didn't want Carrie to come back. Like he's like, I've um, heard stories about you. You're crazy. Uh, you fucking call him. Um, but um yeah, I just thought that was do you okay, so question, do you think that Carrie dates the wrong men? I thought that was kind of harsh. That's a good question. I don't I'm trying to think and reflect on the men that she's dated. We're really only getting a big picture of big, right? Cuz yeah. since the series started, it's really been big focused. And is big wrong for Carrie? Is big because she's kind of messed up too. So is she deserving like of like a really great guy? Like to me, she has a lot of shitty qualities and like yeah. a therapist isn't going to be like, well, you're a shitty person. You deserve a shitty guy too. I think you're going to yeah. a great match for each other. I don't know if Carrie has a ton of amazing qualities in which she should pick the right guy. I think she kind of yeah. actually picks somebody that's just for her. Yeah. But maybe yeah. that's, not, no, maybe I, that's I think, not being fair. I don't know. No, I think that's valid. Um, well, I have a question that's a bit of a pivot, but tell me. You know, uh, you know, obviously this episode is like the games people play, and um, you know, Carrie asks, like, mm-hmm. like, do you have to play games to make relationships work? And actually, my Mirandaism of this episode is, what are you gonna do over there without your job? Eat croissant. Miranda says relationships aren't about games. They are about mature and honest communications. Carrie, you know, her follow-up kind of question to the viewer is, do you have to play games to make relationships work? And I wanted to hear kind of what you thought about that. So I actually wrote that question down too, because I wanted to ask you, and I'm glad that you brought up the Miranda quote, because I wholeheartedly agree with that, that Mm -hmm. But I think they're almost separate things. The I do believe, you know, the basis of a good relationship is honesty, communication, 
you know, I'm in an extraordinarily healthy relationship now. And I think those are the, like, that's the foundation of it. I do think in the beginning, you have to hold back a little bit and kind of not give everything right away in the sense that in the beginning of a relationship, there's a little bit of a power exchange. And, yeah. and I don't know if power dynamics are necessarily a game, but I think it's something yeah. you're aware. It's an element that you're aware of that you can manipulate or yeah. not or whatever. Um, so, but I, I've known guys that I've definitely played games with guys have played games with yeah. me. And it's funny to even use the word games as an adult. Yeah. because We don't think of it that way. It's just kind of like yeah. fucked up relationship dynamics. Yeah. Um, and I don't know a lot of amazingly healthy relationships that there's a lot of game playing. No, I agree. And I feel like, um, I don't know when I was single, like in, you know, after being single for a few years, like I got to a point where I was like, you know what? Like, I don't believe in like playing games. Like, I just don't think Mm -hmm. maybe he's playing a game, but that doesn't mean I need to play a game. But I do think you do need to like feel it out and like, you know, ebb and flow yin and yang with the person a little bit, which is like, you know, you, you don't want to like give them a break, let them miss you. You know what I mean? Like things like that. And it's not really a game as much as it's like, okay, like flirting. It's like, it's like balancing it out. Yeah. It's courting, like balance things out. Like, you know, we don't need to be constantly talking to each other all the time, but we also don't need to be like ghosting each other. Just. So you just brought up something and I have to ask you. Yeah. What are some rules of the dating game that you learned or played before? Like a classic, an example would be like, you know, don't text him back first or um, like kind of the the shit that Cosmo would have told us. Like here are the rules to the game you're going to play when you start dating. Like mine would be like, um, we talked about this one, like not having sex on the first date because then he'll lose interest. What are some other, I'm trying to think of other things that we've been inundated with. Like these are the rules that we have to play by. Totally. I think, um, I think like not having sex on the first or like few dates is a big one, but like, I don't, I don't buy into that. I mean, Mm -hmm. cause like my relationship definitely broke that rule currently. And like, but I do believe that like, a ton have, but I do believe that like, I, it's, it's not really about a game or a rule thing. It's like, if you don't, you want to like get to know somebody and like, I kind of like to say, savor things a little bit like I don't like to have like you know everything all in one night like you know take your time like you know like you don't have to binge on a person right away you know so that's kind of like how how I see it I think the like I hate the bullshit like that and I think a lot of people live by this which is like don't text him first like yes yeah and I think that I think that is absolutely a load of crock is that a word yeah a little crock because um you know there are like there are like guys who are also insecure or like they don't know if they have the green light or they're timid and like you know i think different personalities have to like take the reins and like I think that there are some people who are really unsure of themselves. Um, and that doesn't mean they're disinterested. It means they have like a level of anxiety. I think there are men who are anxious yes. about women. Like, I'm not even, I think yes. I know. Like, I know. Men, men are human beings too that experience anxiety and self-doubt. And I think women, we tend to forget that. Yeah. And we think that they're like infallible or they're like, 
you know, oh, every they're, they're so aware of all their emotions and what they're doing and have control over the situation. Whereas I think, especially growing up with a brother, like yeah. men are very vulnerable and sensitive. And you're right. I think women should be making the first move and they should be texting back and they shouldn't like wait to reply. You know, and, and yeah. it's like, I think but they kind of contribute to like men playing games because sometimes we can be really confusing. <laughs> Totally. But I do think that when it comes to like, if we're talking about texting, for example, I do think that like, I think, you know, this takes like a a level of perception. I think that you and I are like really perceptive. Like, I don't know, maybe we are completely not, but like, (laughs) I feel, I feel like it has to do with like the individual. Like if I meet a person and I perceive them as someone who, okay, I think this person is the type who might want to take more of the reins here. Yeah. Or there's like, you know, the type of guy who like, you know, might not be quite as like sure of himself and like, you know, it it might take, you know, you having to text them, you know, first. And so I think it's like, you know, feeling out the situation really. So I don't really like these kind of binary kind of things because I also think they really these binary these rules really like encourage like really like binary heteronormative type of roles, gender roles. Um, okay. Speaking of the patriarchy, <laughs> I want to mention, we have to, we have to quickly mention two plot lines. One, let's just quickly mention Samantha and the sports guy. Oh my God. I Go really it. am bothered when men get too into sports and are Me yelling too. at the screen and are feeling like an emotional reaction to it. Then again, I, you know, cried throughout normal people and I watched it twice within 48 hours. So like we all have our obsessions. We all have our inappropriate yeah. reactions to things, <laughs> you know? And um, so I, I don't know. I the, the sports plot was interesting because there are those guys who there are, are those guys annoying. I, I did date a sports guy in 2017 and it was, it was pretty annoying to be honest. Sports guy. It was like always any any sport, every sport at all times on the TV. And, oh, no, and, and then you. and then there were and there were sometimes he's like, Yeah, I'm not really into basketball to be honest, but it was like always on, you know? <laughs> and Absolutely I was like, not. <laughs> it was just like, okay, this is this is too much. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't like it. I like the vibe of a sport. I like going to a baseball game. I yeah. like the energy. It's fun. You know me. I am way too competitive with games. Yes, I do. I do too. get into it. Yeah, I know you get into it too. Um, I like to play this sport. I don't really like to watch it on a TV. I know. I know. Um, but I thought this was kind of a fun little plot line for Sam dating a guy who can only what like ha- he can only like have the kids teams win a game for her to for them to have sex okay miranda's plot line is hilarious oh my god it's so it's good. absolutely amazing you know miranda is just like single and you know kind of feeling herself in this episode this guy this really attractive like hot naked dude her neighbor it, she thinks that he's kind of like peacocking her and signaling you know to her that her interest and we have this amazing scene where she's wearing this red kimono and she has wine and you can just tell how infatuated she is with herself and like how she's being perceived yeah. right like she yeah. is getting off on him getting off on her and she like loves it we all know that feeling like oh yeah. hello you know someone watching me <laughs> and it's so great because then like you know he shows the butt from his butt from the, the towel and then she does the boob the boob peek out which is our he's wearing this like red satin like kimono, kimono. 
outfit for some reason. And then she quickly does like a flash of her boob, <laughs> which is our thumbnail. Um, I, I absolutely love it because Miranda plays coy sexy in a very funny way and you can tell how like exaggerated and like gamey it is and it's just really it's it's very very cute and um and And then it's so yeah and the best is like well okay so like if you've watched the series a million times like we have that scene only gets funnier because you know that (laughs) they're gay the guys are gay I just like watch her in that scene, like under a microscope. I'm just like, oh my God, this is so embarrassing. Exactly. You know, really, that the guy is not doing it to her. He's doing it to like, oh yeah, you, it's like you live below or above the guy I'm cruising. And she's just so, and she's like, you know, and I love how she's in the grocery store and she's like, you know, like she, she does the action to like kind of remind him. He's like, what? With her hand, she's like, you know, like nipple. And then she like scurries away in the grocery store and you just like, oh God, your heart kind of breaks for her. You know what I don't understand? You know what I don't understand? And I think is like one of the like 10th wonders of the world is why they make Miranda look the way she does. (laughs) (laughs) Like her hair was flaming amber red. And she had a matching red kimono. (laughs) And she had this, and it was like a very, very like I don't they, know. Was, they make her look like she exclusively shop, shops at Chico's. You know, like yeah, what yeah, yeah. are these like you know solid color satin linen? Pr- it's just it's bad. And like, you, when does she get good? Like her looks, or like when do the writers and designers I, start? I think it gets good when she's like gets pregnant or maybe when they go to LA I feel like her look gets a little bit better but that like Peter Pan pixie cut that's bright red with the bright red kimono it's so red it's bad I know that the hair is bad oh my god I did like I wrote down as a fashion thing I liked the blue dress at the end the kind of silky satin kind of thing like super simple little flowy summer dress um I just that with her moving her boob. So do we have any... I, I do have a Samantha Zinger for this episode. I'm a trisexual. I'll try anything once. Oh, tell me. I think I have I have mine too. Which I think we kind of have been quoting over the years, which is like... Yep. You know, when you're talking to your friends and you're like, you know, we're as fucked up as you are. It's like the blind leading the blind. And, <gasps> you know, Samantha's saying that and like, you know, like go to therapy, like... You know, we can only do so much. Like we're also kind of fucked up. So that was my my zinger of the episode too. I've quoted that so many times. I've referenced it on the episode. I've said it to people. It's so true. Like there's only so much advice on a relationship I can offer. I can offer if I've been, you know, in a longer term relationship now, even it, it's I'm not, you know, I people shouldn't be coming to me. But like, especially when I was single and like so dysfunctional, like who am I to give anyone advice about how to like make a relationship work so i thought that was great that samantha said that hey i don't need therapy i need new friends look we're as fucked up as you are it's like the blind leading the blind um and then i actually have one more thing that i just feel like it's important to mention on the episode because we are talking about like therapy is i could not believe when carrie was describing therapy as like a slippery slope and she says it's so self-indulgent 
and like talking about going to therapy and talking to about yourself is so self-indulgent. And I was like, oh my God, like you, like she's so indulgent. You know what I mean? Like, I know that was my carry track. You know, you are the most self-indulgent person. Like I I think you could learn to not be if you went and did this therapy. Yeah. Carrie learned nothing. She's back (laughs) to her old self. I have, I forgot. Oh, next week is, oh, next week is the fuck buddy episode when she tries to form a like relationship outside of the fuck buddy. Oh, clearly has not learned anything. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, any other things to add? We did fashion. What's your uh, Manolo Blahnik rating? I had a religious experience at Manolo Blahnik. I'm gonna give this one a four. I'm giving it a four as well. Yeah, I think it's a solid four. Um, they hit some deeper topics, you know, like after after going through season one, like you realize how things like really kind of just skim the surface but this is like hey there's a lot of material here and the writers i think did well with painting carrie as this kind of like self-obsessed person you know Mm -hmm. um and i think they did that well i think i had to knock it a few points or whatever the how are we rate it because um charlotte didn't have any plot line i don't know if i can give i agree five without all characters getting a plot line but i really liked it and it's um setting us up for life in season two post big and you know single carrie and all like the kind of ups and downs she's gonna have um but yeah i thought this was a great episode and i can't wait we are going to be recording every two weeks because life is crazy and Gilly does an amazing job recording but she has so much other stuff going on so we're gonna be doing it every two weeks so look out for this episode week out well, i don't know yeah well With the next episode you know, two weeks from now yeah roughly every two weeks <laughs> roughly every two weeks we'll see um but yeah bye mirandas bye therapist <laughs> i was gonna say that one <laughs> bye bon <laughs> <I was> thinking- <laughs>